and gents holding yourself accountable. You hear that? That's some Eminem. That's my boy. When our guest today said she wanted this song, oh, I knew today was going to be fire. So let's do this thing. Let's drop it. Let's do it. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. All right, <laughs> let's do this thing, Ham. Drop some heat, baby. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at business bros pod all right everybody we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the business bros pod today's guest and her co-founding business partner are leading the charge to get you fired up and empowered to amplify and achieve your goals these two powerhouse women have more than 50 years of entrepreneurship experience between them and they've worked with startups silicon valley corporations and business owners of all shapes and sizes to help them break through mindset blocks and unlock their potential. As an award-winning speaker and business coach with a focus on achievement, our guest mission is to create the most effective and successful goal-centric company for business leaders. And she wants to work with you to help you ignite your business and see it blast off to next level. If you're ready to rewire your mindset and stop driveling around in mediocrity, tune in to hear how our guest can take your business to heights hitherto undreamt of. Joining us today from Fuel to Fire out of Los Angeles, California, welcome to the show, Midori Verity. Dude, did you just say hitherto? <laughs> <laughs> I totally dropped it. I totally dropped it. I'm either too them. Yeah, yeah. I am not afraid. I love that Eminem jam. It's it's uh it fuels my fire almost all the time, and it's perfect because that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about here with you. How do you uh what's it been like so far? Three minutes into the show. <laughs> it's been awesome. Total energy, it's fun, it's gonna be a great show absolutely all right let's do this thing i'm gonna lob you up that beautiful question everybody loves loves to hear about at the beginning tell me about your background how'd you get into this space yeah i've um i've been an entrepreneur for 30 years when i i started you know fresh out of college when we were going through a little recession and my husband and i started a company and it's just gone on from there and i ended up splitting off from his company and started a couple others and that you know, fast forward, that brings me to where we are now with Fuel the Fire, which started during the pandemic. Um, I, I've been helping business entrepreneurs for a long time. And what I saw overnight when everything shut down is complete panic for entrepreneurs. And so I knew it was time to pivot a bit and find a new way to help more people, more entrepreneurs. Um, at a different, in a different way. And so that's what brought to birth Fuel the Fire. 
All right, so tell me a little bit about that. First of all, great name, Fuel to Fire. I mean, that's that's. I don't know how you even got that as far as a, as a URL, but uh, what is Fuel to Fire? What are you fueling, and and what fire are you stoking with that? Yeah, so what we're all about. When my business partner Aaron Joy and I came together, we thought, what is most impactful for entrepreneurs? What do they need? How can we help them the most in the most succinct way? And so we thought of three things. They need big fat goals. They need accountability to keep them focused on those goals. And then they need the coaching. So where they stack, what are the fires that they're trying to put out? How can we build momentum? So those are the three elements behind Fuel the Fire. Um, and it goes in quarters. We do it in, in 90 day quarters. So walk me through. I'm, 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 I'm picturing myself as a struggling entrepreneur. COVID hits. I need to make some pivot. Uh, and we, we need that help. You know, what happens in Q1? What are we looking for to help propel my business? Yeah. So what we do first is we help you establish clear big goals. So we set up two goals. We set up one, which is your aspirational goal. And then, which is, you know, a year to two years out, depending on what you have going on. And then we set up your committed goals. Your committed goals are those quarterly goals that get you to that aspirational goal. So that everything is working towards each other. If you've heard these, these terms before aspirational committed goals, this is part of OKRs which stands for objectives and key results. This is what Google uses, Twitter, Amazon, Netflix, tons of big, big organizations, as well as smaller companies. And the reason why we use it is because it's so darn easy. Mm. And it helps set up the building blocks and so that you can look and see, here's what needs to happen. Here's the blueprint, which makes sense. This is what I know I need to focus on for this quarter. I don't need to think about anything else. Just focus on this this quarter. And as long as I do that, I'm going to be okay. So that's how we have it set up. That first quarter when you're setting these goals, I mean, it, explain why it's so important. I, I know there's so many people who want things, right? They they have this idea of what they thought their business should be. And then they get into the trenches and so many things are going on. There's invoicing, there's billing, there's dealing with clients, there's actually doing the work, there's marketing, there's everything that happens in a business. Why is it so important to have these aspirational goals and the committed goals? How do we break those down so that we stay accountable? Yeah, so just like you said, when you own a business, there's all you're wearing all kinds of hats, you're constantly putting out fires, right? So by having these goals that are absolutely clear, you know what you're striving for in a year from now or in two years from now, your aspirational goals. And then you know what your committed goals are. It helps you from chasing after shiny objects. It helps you stay clear on what needs to happen. And we also, it's so, what we do, we have so much systemization within the goal setting program that we use that you, are, you go back and you look and see, okay, is this working? Is this not working? Do I need to double down here because I'm already I'm seeing success here, or do I is it time to pivot? So you're constantly looking at those barometers so that you're staying really laser focused and you're constantly moving forward. And if you're not, that's where Aaron and I come in. We've been like you heard, we've owned lots of businesses and we've been doing this a long time. We know a lot of people who have you know billion dollar businesses. 
So we help you get unstuck when you do get stuck. So that's why you want to be really, really clear on where you're going. Without a roadmap, you are going to get off your path. And this is what happens all the times with entrepreneurs. I don't care where you are in your business. It happens all the time. So that's what we help entrepreneurs get back on track so that they are achieving those big dreams that they that they have. Let's talk about these. Uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into some of these goals and why they're so valuable. Because you, you mentioned something about, you know, when when business owners are in business, they get distracted easy, right? It's like the, the oh, look, a bird syndrome type thing that happens. But part of it is also that a lot of entrepreneurs dabble and they go into something and they try it. It doesn't work out the way they intended that first time. And so they come across this assumption where that didn't work onto the next. And I think that's what happens a lot of times with uh, with entrepreneurs that their goal might be in one direction, but they dabble in so many things. I tried Facebook ads, you know, I tried testimonials, I tried making a podcast, I tried all these things, none of it worked for me. How do you define a win or how do you define, you know, some of these KPI type metrics so that we know that we're always moving towards that goal and making it happen? Yeah, great question. So one thing with it is entrepreneurs are often entrepreneurs have big, you know, they want to do all kinds of things, right? And so they're, and they're constantly reading and studying and trying to be the best that they can. But with that, we sometimes go down rabbit holes. So we know we need to do marketing. So why don't we just do everything? Why don't we do LinkedIn? Why don't we do um, Facebook? Why don't we do Instagram? All this stuff. And it gets overwhelming because we're not diving deep into really learning it. So that's where having at least some kind of coaching involved helps you navigate those parameters. Because as entrepreneurs, you don't have a boss there to say, here's what I need you to do. Here's what I need you to focus on. So that's why it's so important to have a strong mentor or a coach that's helping you say, hey, what I have seen is this tends to work. Here's the person that you need to talk to, or it is time for you to pivot. And here's what I suggest. I have this conversation all the time. I think last week I had three conversations about marketing with some of our clients. And what I'm really talking to them about is dive deep, figure out what you're really good at. What is your zone? Of, I call it your zone of genius. What are you naturally really good at? Are you great at writing? Are you great at talking? Are you, you know, is, should you have a podcast? Are you good at analytical skills? Figuring out what you're naturally good at, what your resources are. Do you have a whole team behind you? Or are you just doing this on your own? You're just kind of starting or you don't have a lot of budget. We have to look at the full picture. Once we have a good idea on that, then we can decide the best path that makes the most sense. If you, if you are just starting out and you don't have much of a budget and you really stink at blog writing, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. And instead, if you're, if you're naturally gifted at Gab, let's, let's look at some other avenues. Should you be interviewed? Should you have your own podcast? How can we maximize those traits that you have so that you're seen? So that's more of how we help clients really laser in on what they should be doing. Because what happens is they may read an article, they may hear someone talking, they might go to you know, a conference where they're like, you need to be doing X, Y, and Z. So therefore, 
in their brains, that's what they're thinking is right for them when really it's not the right path for them at all because it doesn't align with who they are and what they're good at. Mm, that's some great advice right there. All right. So we've set some aspirational goals. We've set some committed goals. We've identified that we're not going to be dabbling. We're going to be diving deep into specific things that are moving us towards our goals. What's the next step? Yeah. Then it's taking action, right? Because mm. how many entrepreneurs do you know? Cause I know I'm sure you know all kinds who have all these ideas, right? They, they even write out their aspirational goals. They're so excited. They already have that house bought in their head of what, it, you know, where it's going to be on the beach. And then they stop taking action. They're so busy doing the research. They're so busy trying not to make any mistakes and be, they, they get into that perfectionist mode that they don't take action. That's why you need the accountability group to say, okay, you said you were going to do this last week. It's now been two weeks since you said you're going to do this. What's really going on? How can we help you? Mm. And what happens is people start making progress. I just got an email two or days ago. Or, well, no, because you're surrounded by these other people who are doing things. So you get, you, it just pushes you. It pushes you past that fear. Most of the time when we're procrastinating or staying stuck, there's fear involved, right? Yeah. So part of having an accountability group is that you're, you have no time to stay in fear, right? There's too much other things that are going on that that becomes something that you just can't do. So that's the beauty of it. I had a client who reached out to me a couple of days ago. She's been a college professor, university professor for a long, long time. And she's been trying to go off on her own. And so she's been kind of struggling. We've had lots of conversations about it, but she shows up to every meeting. She's, she comes, I met her when I was in St. Louis um, and she's just great. And she just sent me an email saying, Hey, Midori, I just made $16,000 this week selling my programs. Mm. That is more than I make take home pay in four months. Yes. So that's what she accomplished in one week. So, what I'm saying is there's, there are so many studies, there's research that shows when you have solid accountability partners, not just your mom or dad or your best friend who really don't know anything about business, but when you have people who you respect, who are also pushing, you are most likely going to push yourself faster and farther. And there's studies that show that you will have a chance of 95%, a 95% higher chance of success than you do on your own. Oh, you're exactly right. Um, when there's somebody holding me accountable, even if it's, you know, for me, it's been the internet, right? One of the reasons why I decided to hop on and start doing this podcast and drag James into it is because I knew the moment I said it, even if there was two people listening, I have to do that thing and follow through on it, right? I, no, who else is watching? Nobody, they probably don't even care, but I said it. And because I said it in public forum, now it has to happen. That accountability group is huge. We have a 5 a.m. club, the Justice League. Shout out to the Justice League. Every morning this week, our, th our, our, our topic is consistency. So if you don't show up one day, it's going to be awkward when you show up the next day because all of a sudden you're like not being consistent, right? That group holds you accountable to being up early, to being, to being productive. It sounds like what you guys are doing are, are kind of holding their feet to the fire when you have that in place, I mean, you kind of mentioned some results, 16 grand in, in a week versus a whole month. I mean, that's not like 
a rare occurrence when you have accountability. That tends to be the norm, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's people all over the place. We have, I had a woman who she's very soft spoken and she just started this quarter with us. She and her, her business partner never run a business before. And they have a drive, a passion, an internal passion to help mothers who have children who are ADHD or have challenges that make it tough to be a parent. Mm -hmm. And so they have their own personal experience with it, but they have no business experience. And she reached out to me recently. She's like, I can't believe we're doing this. And we are doing this and they're seeing results and they have a program now and it's launching. And so just like you said, it's that accountability that pushes you past all the, the negative self-talk that you have, those stories that we tell in our head, those narratives that we say, you can't do this. You don't have the experience. You're too old. You're too young. You're too poor. You're too rich. You're not educated enough, right? We have a million excuses. But when we have someone at 5, well, in your case, 5 a.m. who's expecting you to show up or whatever time it is, you're going to show up mm -hmm. and you're going to produce because the embarrassment and the shame of not doing it is not good. But then it builds momentum and it gets fun and it gets exciting and you're all in it together. You're supporting each other. What? About, let's conquer another excuse because the, the other one that drives me crazy is I don't have time, right? I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to do that extra job. I don't have time to start a business. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. It's the same excuse over and over again. How are we going to fix that concept of, I don't have time? Yeah, I think that's where it's really important to get clear on what you want and be honest with yourself. Because once you're clear on what you want, and have you ever had those moments where you're like, okay, I know I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing. I'm going to go to Cabo. I have no money. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go to college. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I'm going to launch a business. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but there's something in your gut that is pushing you and saying, oh yeah, you are. And when you make that determination to do it, it happens. There's a switch that goes off, right? So what I have my clients do, because sometimes that switch doesn't go off just naturally. So what I have my clients do is really get honest with themselves and say, what is it that you want? What are the excuses that you're coming up with? Write that down. So maybe it's time. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's um, you don't have a car. I don't, you know, whatever it is. Then go back and look at it and think of how can you overcome those challenges to make what you want a reality. And what happens is, is when you write it down and you're actually looking at it, it changes the game. And all of a sudden solutions start coming and it doesn't seem as scary anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we are coming up with excuses, excuses are, are reasons for us because we are scared. We don't want to really change because that takes us out of our comfort zone. There are people who stay in their whole lives struggling, even though it's not fun to struggle, but that's their comfort zone. Right. How many people they're do you know with that? that? Yeah, they're familiar with it. That's it. And so it really takes facing it and coming up with a plan to change it, to start seeing small steps. It doesn't have to be something that where you're drastically changing your whole life overnight, but you see the steps and you start taking action towards those every single day. And then it starts to become more reality. 
And then it seems more exciting. And then it's not as scary. And then you can take bigger steps and you start think, seeing things happen. So that's how, that's one of the easiest ways to overcome the excuses. Like you said, I don't have time. You know, it's funny because I always, I always refer back to, you know, Oprah has the same 24 hours in her day. Elon Musk has the same 24 hours in his day. Whoever it is that you look up to has the same 24 hours that you have. So how are they taking advantage of that? And and for me, it always, for me personally, it came down to really taking control of my calendar, like literally blocking off time spots that I was going to do certain things. And now I'm at the point where I, I live and die by my calendar. My wife will even get upset at me because I'm like, you want to go on vacation? You need a pencil in the calendar because if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. <laughs> She's like, I'm not part of your calendar. But that, But it's true for me. Like, that's the way I operate now. Like, I, you know, I, I teach in the mornings part time and I had a teacher come in and he and I had my calendar open. He's like, dude, how do you get all that stuff done? I'm like, because it's it's organized. It's there. It's I know what happens next. And everything on my calendar is pushing me towards that either aspirational goal or that committed goal for the day to to complete what I need to complete. And there's some days where I'm not 100 percent productive. Right. Maybe I'm, you know, a three out of ten. It's really not a good day. But I cranked out that one or two things that I was looking for on my calendar. And so even though the day didn't go 100% well, I moved forward. Might have been a baby step, but I moved forward, right? How, how effective is calendar planning or time planning or, you know, whatever it is, setting a schedule for yourself? How important is that for success? Yeah, I just did a, um, I just did a YouTube on this. And so I study peak performance quite a bit with Stephen Kotler. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's written a number of books on peak performance and neuroscience. And there's a couple of things that you can do that are really simple to help you. And I absolutely agree with you with calendars. I live by it. So one trait of peak performers is they the night before, even if you have your whole calendar written out for the week, look at it the night before, highlight what really needs to happen because things do change. Just like you said, sometimes you don't get everything done. So you need to alter it. So look at it the night before so that when you wake up in the morning, you know exactly what needs to happen. So you don't get to your desk and think, oh, wait, what should I do now? Oh, I think I need to order something on Amazon. Or, you know, so it's just very clear and you're not wasting that brain energy that gets us tired from trying to figure out what we should be doing. And so instead it's bam, bam, bam. And even programming into your calendar breaks. You know, for mm. me, well, I, you know, my kids are grown up now and they're gone. But before when I had kids at home, it was insane. And so I would program when I clean up just so I wouldn't lose my mind, you know, <laughs> just those kind of things. And so whatever it is for you, but have it all programmed in and just strive for three main things per day. Imagine if you got down, if you accomplished three big things every single day, mm. how your life would change, right? Oh, you'd move in strides. I mean, it's funny because even if you just do one, I mean, there's there's that book. I don't even remember who the author is, but the one thing, right? Jane, maybe you remember who yeah, the author yeah. is. But the one thing, like to me, that is huge. Just one thing every single day because three, five, ten, they sound like a lot. But when you just start with one, right? When you just do this one thing every single day, those baby steps add up to so much. I think, the you know, one of the main reasons why people – are frustrated with where they are uh, financially or are they frustrated with where they are physically or, or in their relationships is because they don't do those one things. It's, it's one simple thing, right? 
you start to develop that habit of doing the one thing every single day. And then that one thing gets done early on and you add on the second one. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you, uh, you know, you have that third and three. I like the, I like the number three for that because you're right. Life happens all the time. And I am in that crazy situation. There's days where my day ends with taking my kid to soccer practice and I'm still having my laptop open while she's, you know, kicking balls around. So or, you know, one kid gets sick and all of a sudden you got to go in another direction. So having, you know, one, two or three things that you need to accomplish every single day, that is going to take you really, really far if you stick to the plan, if you remain consistent. That's Gary Keller, yeah. by the way. Gary Keller, Thank the you. one thing. Yeah. There you go. Thank God for him. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, you know, sometimes as a parent, we just have to put our head down, right? And just mm. go. And so if we know we just have to get this one thing done, then we get it done and we don't look too far ahead because there's, it, it would be overwhelming. That's why we like setting up these big aspirational goals with the committed goals that are just quarterly because it makes success easier. It doesn't make it so unattainable, so far reaching and so cumbersome, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the idea of one thing and maybe two things but three things are going to be, they're going to really get you farther um, is my, is life-changing for so it many people. Absolutely is. I, I got a, I got a entrepreneurial kind of question, more like a personality question. Cause I get asked this a lot and, and I'll, I'll kind of phrase it in two ways, but do you consider yourself to be driven or obsessed? And another way I'll phrase it is, genius or crazy like which one <laughs> where, where do you where do you lie when you when you and tell me two things how do you see yourself and how do other people see you because i think that's a big difference when when we're talking to entrepreneurs especially people who are getting started in this space yeah definitely driven for sure driven and absolutely crazy it goes hand in hand <laughs> if you want to be an entrepreneur you have to have a couple screws loose for sure I've known plenty. Um, so that, that is how I would categorize myself. But one thing that I've learned about being an entrepreneur and being so focused like I have been for the last 30 years is that there's nothing else I'd rather do. I love business. So mm -hmm. when I had my kids, I loved being a parent. I mean, I still do. But being a parent, at the same time, I loved being a business in business. I loved having my own company. So it wasn't an option for me, yeah. but, but I'm not I'm trying not to cuss, but things do get crazy sometimes, right? My kids, I had two boys, I have two boys and they play travel sports and I always wanted to be involved with everything. So you have to really kind of know that you're a little crazy, but I didn't, there were other people around me who didn't get me. They didn't mm -hmm. understand why I went from 4.30 in the morning until nine o'clock at night sometimes doing all this stuff. They just couldn't wrap their head, head around it. And I felt so weird because I didn't get it until I met Erin Joy, who is my business partner. And she is studying the psychology, business psychology. She's getting her PhD in that. And she said, it's a thing. She has a term for it. I forgot what it is. But those of us who are really true entrepreneurs down to our core, if you take it away from us, it takes away our identity. It takes away who uh -huh. we are because we're so driven by it. Speaking of which, Sean, uh, Sean's one of those as well. I mean, he said, talking about do what you love. He has a, a, a brand company. He, he, I mean, what they do, I've seen, I, he's been on the show before and I've watched this company go from like a little warehouse to like this big, I mean, his team's huge and they're pumping out all kinds of, of orders all the time. And he's crushing it in this space. And 
I'm sure he gets questions like that too, because you know, your employees, your friends, your family, they all look at you like you work too damn much. You are crazy. Like, I can't believe how obsessed you are with your business, but you ask the entrepreneur and it's the complete opposite. I'm not obsessed or crazy. I'm driven. Right. And, and I know exactly what I want and I'm going after it every single day. And I don't care what you say because I'm just, I'm living my life. Like I, this is the best version of me that you can possibly get. And the whole reason why you're in my life and you're around me is because of this, because of who I am, right? So right. You're, I agree with you that you are a little crazy if you're going to be an entrepreneur, but you're only crazy until you're successful. Then you're, then you're a genius all of a sudden, right? Yeah. You know, that's probably a good analogy. Um, yeah. It's just, everyone's so different. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And I, part of getting into Fuel the Fire is you have to go through an interview before you're allowed in. And we turn away 50% of the people because they are not true entrepreneurs. They're going to come in. They're going to, we can tell that they're going to struggle. It's not for them, at least mm -hmm. not at that point. Um, I do believe that you can build up your entrepreneurial muscle, but for some, it just is not for them. Um, and so I think it's important to be honest about that and get clear on, on, you know, what, what makes you tick? By the way, that's okay. Right. Like if, if you are, if, if sometimes you just need to hear it, the idea and the concept of having your own business sounds good until you get in the trenches, until you start doing it. Not everybody's built that way. And that's okay. Right. That's okay. I want to make sure you're, you're aware if you're stuck, if you're an entrepreneur stuck and you're like, this is just not for me. I think I need to go get, it. don't feel bad. Like, it's okay. You gave it a shot. It's not for everybody. But if you're willing to push through, if you're willing to do those couple things, you're going to make a big difference in your own life. And you, you can develop that muscle. It just, it just takes time. And a lot of times uh, people don't have that because they don't have the resources, the financial resources to continue moving forward. But it does take time and you can get there. Dory, before we head out, if people want to find out more how they can find their fuel to fire, if they can want to work with you, how can they get a hold of you? Easiest way is just go, to go to the website. You can go to fuelthefire.co. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm everywhere. Um, yeah. And then set up a set up a strategy session and we'll go from there. Awesome. All right. We are big on the testimonial business. So I'm going to ask you, I don't know how many podcasts you've been on, but did we set the bar pretty high for you? <laughs> you did by asking me my favorite song that gets me going. I don't remember what your words were, but but that was a great question. And the energy of the show is phenomenal. So it's been a lot of fun. You are definitely up there. Nice. Love it. All right. Last question. Uh, you speak to a lot of entrepreneurs. What type of entre entrepreneur should be listening to the business bros? I think anyone who, who wants to be more driven, who wants the, uh, the energy and wants some new tools, right? It's, we always are learning. We have to always be learning because the minute we think that we know it all, we're going to start losing. So I think you and your partner bring so much information and such a great way of delivering it to people to keep them interested. That this is great for any type of entrepreneur. Oh, um, that's it, ladies and gents. That's how we roll. Look, I always equate this show to the matrix. It's the cheat code to life. If you can find a way to talk to somebody new, especially people who are at a higher level, more successful or better at something than you, and you talk to them every single day, 
It's like the Matrix. You get to plug into the back, of, you know, plug their information in the back of your head and you get to soak it all in. And that's what we get to do on the show. So if you're ready to learn some stuff from people like Medora, you're ready to hold yourself accountable. Make sure you guys check out fueldefire.co and get yourself, I mean, just a little bit of fuel right under your butt will keep you in check so that you're moving towards that goal that you want to achieve. Because entrepreneurship sounds good at the beginning. It sucks when you get started. I promise you it's not the greatest thing in the world. But if you push through some of the things, it's only because you're running into problems. As soon as you start to systematize, create processes for these problems, all of a sudden entrepreneurship gets really, really fun, really, really fast. All right, Midori, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate appreciate you taking the time. And ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again manana. I'm not afraid. We'll see you guys. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.